the Oakdale Christian Centre podcast. This week, Dave leads a study into starting and finishing well. The main reading is John chapter 14. Sunday morning we looked at I start in, so I finish and um, uh, one of the great examples in, in, in God's word of people starting well really starting well but not finishing well, obviously Paul we read as we read in a moment, he did finish well and he kept and there's a, it's a process that we need to continue otherwise we won't finish well And I, I, I'd, I'd written on the back of you if I didn't say it on Sunday morning about what happens when we do get old or the, the general pattern of people, certainly you don't know the Lord um, they become more independent, um, childish, revert back, don't they? Um, they mourn, they're more negative, they're more fatalistic, they listen less, um, they want their own way more, and the joy just seems to drain out of them, doesn't it? And uh, that's one great power of the gospel, that all those negative things shouldn't happen to us, should they? We will get old, God willing, otherwise we'll be all glory for it. But to, to mourn and groan, um, now we have always a mourn and groan, a bit of pity, because of pain, I hate to pain now, isn't it? I found some wood yesterday, just ready for my wood burner, picking it, lumping it around, thinking, oh, I've got bad bang today. Although they were trunks, I got my, nice. Um, but, uh, but to mourn about life and lot, that's why we, why are we mourning? Our future is secure, it's absolutely certain. Um, uh, independence, well, again, no, because what the Bible says, we depend on the Lord. And the, the older we get, the more dependent we should be on him. The more we should be leaning on him and each other. The joy should be getting better. Uh, negative, fatalistic, no, definitely not. Uh, having my own way, no, the older we get, the more we should realise that we are uh, dying to self. So, uh, to finish well, oh Lord, uh, help us to, to not just really take off as we are just entering to heaven. Well, the Bible, and this, this, this print, one principle that Paul said, I fought the fight, kept, uh, finished, finished the course, I've kept the faith. That word keep uh, means to keep watch over, to preserve, to watch over, to guard, to look after. And uh, that's a real interesting word because then, see, what we look after is something that we are interested in, that concerns us, that's a priority to us. And the Bible tells us to look after lots of different things. We're going to look at that tonight to keep the faith. That we need to keep certain things and look after them and watch over them. Um, let's read our first verse, Proverbs 4, verse 23. Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. Well, that's an easy verse, isn't it? Above all else, guard your heart. Because we know where our heart is, our life is, our treasure is, our, our, our everything, our heart. Well, of course, when we talk about the heart, it, of course, it's, a, it's metaphorical. We understand that because the heart is the center of our life, center of our being. Um, we know this, this, this bit of, you know, as big as my fist stops beating, we're into eternity. We understand that. But it means the supreme choice of our life, didn't it? Our heart's desire. We, we have all those sayings, you know, uh, Cold-hearted, half-hearted, you can, you can name them all. But our heart, he, he says, watch that. That is the center of who we are. Watch who, what should we give it to? 
Watch how it's drifting and going. Uh, and we've looked at that many times about the heart. And when we read stories and we think, well, why does that happen? And then we just got to read a little bit deeper. Talked about Samson before, and we think, well, why on earth did he have the, the Lord didn't leave him the first time? You know, because he was obviously in sin, and uh, but he, 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 he threw off the bonds and threw off the, the, the pegs in his hair. And uh, does he feed? But the Bible says, when he gave his heart, when he, he, he emptied his heart out to Delilah, then the Lord left because he'd given his heart away. Mm-hmm. Um, and when we read Simon the Sorcerer, that's an interesting one. We think, oh, that's a you know, it's a bit a bit strong with Peter. And he, Peter said, you bitter. But what does he say? Heart. He mentions the heart there. Now Simon had made a decision and been baptized. Remember that he was following. But his heart hadn't been changed. And that's why he says, now watch over your heart. Watch over your life. Watch the source of your life. That is so key. Watch where your heart is going. Who do you give your heart to? Um, yeah, we said about our dad's um, test me. When the man said, give me a heart. The Lord wants your heart. And uh, he used to say, he didn't give your heart to anyone. He was not even a woman, he said. Uh, uh, but the Lord wants it, doesn't he? The Lord wants our heart. Bless the Lord. Jude. Jude, lovely last but one book, Jude 2023. Adieu, dear friends, by building, by building yourself up in your most holy faith and praying in the Holy Spirit, keep yourself in God's love as you wait for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ to bring you to eternal life. Be merciful to those who doubt. Save others by snatching them from the fire. To others show mercy mixed with fear, hating even the clothing stained by corrupted flesh. Keep yourself in the love of God. Um, so there, there's the balance, isn't it? The Lord, we, we'll read, we won't read, but there's lots of verses. The Lord keeps us. He watches over us, of course. But there's a, com- there's a combination. Keep yourself in the love of God. Because we know that... The, you can easily lose sight and lose drift. Keep yourself in the love of God. How do you do that? Keep your eyes on Him. You keep your eyes on Him and you can only fall in love with Him, can't we? You can only fall in love with Jesus when we realize what He's done for us. Uh, when we see the nail prints in His hand and the crucified one, we keep ourselves in the love of God. Our life, be careful, be careful. Keep yourself, watch your heart, keep yourself in the love of God. But ultimately, what holds us fast is to keep ourselves, to watch over, to preserve, to reserve in our hearts his word. Keep the commands, keep his word. Uh, John 15, 9 to 11. As the Father loved me, I also have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may remain in you, and that your joy may be full. Keep yourself in the love of God, how? Keep his word, keep his word. As we keep his word, we'll know that we'll be in the love of God and the joy of the Lord. Ah, there's, you see, there's one great, again, there's, there's many different things that attract people to Jesus um, joy is one of them hope is another isn't it we have a great hope we are not hopeless bless the Lord no we, we are joyful we should be <laughs> 
uh, and again, it keep, where do we keep our eyes on, anyway? Now, if we look around, as uh, uh, Corrie Tembu, and we look around, we get uh, distressed. We look inside, we get a bit depressed. <laughs> and uh, so we look up, and uh, there's joy in there. There's a joy that we are secure, and we're safe, we have a purpose, we have a meaning, we have a future. The joy of the Lord. But keep my commands. Uh, and, and of course, he says, as I did. So Jesus has gone ahead of us, and we, he's our great example. We just read there, everything I've done, I've kept the Father's command. Every, everything I've done. Now, that's a tall order, but that's our aim. That's our aim. Keeping the word of the Lord. These are lovely verses. Psalm 119 is a great chapter about God's word. Uh, Psalm 119, 9-11. How can a person stay on the path of purity? By living according to your word. I seek you with all my heart. Do not, let, do not let me stray from your commands. I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. It's great advice for young people. Two of you young, well young compared to us. How do we keep our way clean and pure and consecrated? Follow God's word. Easy, not always. Goes against the tide, in fact more so today than ever before it goes against the tide and, and the, the prevailing wind of, of thought and the world's thought and the world's thinking. But he keeping it. And then he says, I love that word, I've hid, I've treasured, I've um, put, my, put your word in my heart. Um, I've hid it. Uh, so it's in there. So I will not sit against you. Because what happens is the temptation to sin is all around. It comes to us all in different facets. It depends on how old we are, different sins, different temptations. How do we keep how do we keep from those? Well, because God's word is in us, we're just about and God's the Holy Spirit takes all of God's word and he reminds us, isn't he? Our conscience well, Dave, no careful there now. Just about to answer Jackie in it. Just about that quite an off tone. And in the back of my mind, I'm saying, well, I'm right. I'm right. I'm right. As I usually am. Not. <laughs> and uh, see, this, the word says, what does the word say? Gentle answer. Didn't it? Gentle answer. Love your wives as Christ loves the church. God, that's a tough one, isn't it? Woo! And the word comes, and the Holy Spirit takes the word and, and stops us from sinning. Um, Deuteronomy 6, long one, this one was a great. Deuteronomy 6, 1 to 9. These are the commands, decrees and laws the Lord your God directed me to teach you to observe in the land that you are crossing the Jordan to possess, so that you, your children and their children after them, may fear the Lord your God as long as you live by keeping all his decrees and commands that I give you, and so that you may enjoy long life. Hear Israel and be careful to obey so that it may go well with you, and that you may increase greatly in a land flowing with milk and honey, just as the Lord, the God of your ancestors, promised you. Hear, O Israel, the Lord, O God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. It's a lovely picture, isn't it? Yeah. Um, 
it's so often it was so natural it was part of every part of society it, that's what he wanted God's word God's what God thinks what what the Lord did. the trouble is so, so often it, it becomes so alien and we sound a bit weird and, and, and nothing worse than being sound weird but it, it, but because he said look listen talk about it sit upon it when you're sitting around together bring God into the conversation bring what God thinks into the conversation, impress upon your children. It means to uh, literally uh, pierce, uh, point out, to be stung, to enforce it. Glory, enforce, remind the kids, it, this, is the, this is how God's blessed us. This is how, and you know what? Even, um, of course, our, kid, most of our kids are growing up now, uh, our grandkids coming, of course. Um, uh, you know, in your house, keep the standard up. Pray, uh, say grace, say grace. It's your house. Yeah, they might not want to say grace in their house, but it's saying grace in my house, isn't it? Yeah. Why? Because reminding them that God blessed us. And yet the blessing they've got is amazing. I was thinking, uh, when I was looking at our family, it's amazing they forget the blessing they're under is being passed down. They might not be following the Lord, but the blessing of God is amazing, isn't it? Uh, in our families. God has blessed our families. Uh, Undeservingly, really, and uh, so imprinted. And of course, in, in Jewish, they write on the door frames, and of course, that, that's where Jesus uh, contradicted them because they, they only were supposed to wear a little thing on their uh, on their heads, or on their foreheads, or on their wrists. And of course, what they did, as we do as people, we we show off, don't we? So they, they made they made it as big as they could, like the like the ladies used to go used to wear the biggest hats, the best hats, to see what the best hats in there. Uh, it was a competition, and the Lord said, "No, what you're missing the point. The point was that was just to remind yourself that the Lord's word was important. To watch over it, to guard yourself. That what does God think? We used to wear those little bands, kids. Didn't what would Jesus do? Yeah. Um, very true. What would He do in every situation? Keeping so watching over His word." Now, watching over our life as well, our lifestyle, our lifestyle, very important. Uh, 1 Timothy 5, 21, 22, sorry. 22. Yeah. I charge you in the sight of God and Christ Jesus and the elect angels to keep these instructions without partiality and to do nothing out of favoritism. Do not be hasty in the laying on of hands and do not share in the sins of others. Keep yourself pure. Amen. Amen. Keep yourself pure, holy, consecrated, um, clean, free from defilement and contamination. And uh, that's tough because everywhere in our world is, is filthy. It's getting worse. Sadly, it's not improving. <coughs> Um, so keep yourself pure and he's talking to a young man there isn't he and his last words really is to Timothy now, Timothy very important keep yourself holy we looked at holiness the other day didn't we yeah. God's will God's command God's heart for us to be se separate from sin but separate to him holiness purity uh, James 1 do not really listen to the word and so deceive yourselves do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word that does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror. And after looking at himself, goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. 
but whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they are heard, but could do in it, they will be blessed in what they do. Those who consider themselves religious and yet do not keep a tight ring on their tongues deceive themselves and their religion is worthless. Religion that God our Father accepts as pure as faultless is this, to look after orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. Lots of stuff going on there. Um, ultimately, he said, be doers of the word, not hearers. Mm. Now, um, most of us looking around have been in church uh, most of our lives, uh, most of us, maybe Wendy and a few others, and, uh, um, and we've heard God's word many times, haven't we? Dear me, how many sermons we heard? I would say, I'm going to ask you how many sermons you remember. Um, there are a bit of a few. Um, <coughs> doers of the word, it means to be a not a, a, a doist, to be a performer, to be a, in, ultimately to be a poet. I like that, interesting. Because remember we, we looked at Ephesians 2.10, the Bible says we are God's workmanship. That means we are God's poem. God brings rhyme and reason and, and syntax and shape to our lives where before it was all of a mess. And, uh, but we are to be doers, we are to be poets of God's word. Now poets... Know how to handle God's word. Know how to handle words, don't they? That's their job. They 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 bring words together, and we read poetry. We think, I know some of us are not great at reading, but it's amazing, isn't it? When when real poetry is read, it, it wow! Look at that. How do they do? How do they think of that? How do they get that to rhyme? And we had to do, and it means to adopt a way of expressing in act of thought and feeling. It means to do God's word, um, and that's that's what God longs for us to do. So when he tells us to do things every day, we looked at that the other day, didn't we? To praise the Lord every day, to thank him every day, to die every day, to pray every day. There's a, there's a process, things to be kept doing. But then he tells us at the end of that day, keep yourself unspotted by and from the world without blemish. And again, that means we have to be washing regularly. Doesn't it? Um, you go into a place and it smells, and you come out and your clothes smell, don't they? You come out, um, and certainly if someone's smoking, although they don't, but even if someone's smoking in a different room, it, it still sticks to your clothes. And, and, and we get, get the picture of being unspotted, unstained by the world. And, and the world, sadly, we open our, ourselves up to the world by what we listen to, what we watch, and sometimes accidentally by what, you know, we, we're around people and they're talking in a, in a particular way or speaking in a way that's not always good. Um, you know, we, people we work with and, and that. So we've got to keep cleaning regularly, um, washing our feet, as it were, uh, like Peter. So keep yourself, keep, now be careful. Be careful. Why? Because he's already said we're fighting a fight. There's a war going on and the devil wants to take us out. He really does. He wants our testimony blown. He, he doesn't want anyone to ask us about Jesus. They're looking at us and saying, well, there's no difference in them. There's, there's a dramatic difference in us because of him. Um, another one, keep yourselves, keep yourself. 1 John 5, 19, 21. We know that we are children of God and that the whole world is under the control of the evil one. We know also that the Son of God has come and has given us understanding 
that we may know him who is true, and we are in him who is true, even in his Son, Jesus Christ. He is the true God and eternal life. Dear children, keep yourself from idols. I love the little at the end, he just, he just, just before he's finished, he says, careful now, keep yourself from idols. Keep, he just adds that little bit at the end, keep yourselves from idols. Well, of course, again, uh, that word doesn't mean graven images, as we think, or it could be. In our country, we don't. Um, but other countries, they do, don't they? They give their last meal to a cow in, in uh, India. Um, he'd be my last meal. Uh, I'm not giving him a meal if I was starving. Um, uh, but you know what? It, it, you know, we, we laugh, don't we? But isn't it amazing what, what we worship in our country? We don't worship things like that, but we worship other things, don't we? Uh, and we give our lives to, we give our time and our, and our money, and it, it, it's temporal, it doesn't mean a thing. And it, actually looking at it in, in cold light today, we think, that's a bit odd, that's a bit silly. Um, but of course, idle in this, it is all to do with our thinking, a fancy, an appearance, a thought. And of course, that's what grips us, the battle of the mind, isn't it? We have a thought, and we run after it. We allow it to take, take. Maybe someone said something to us, and we think, "Me, me." Something happened the other day. Someone said something. I thought, oh, "Cheeky," and then I started mulling over. I think, "What, what do they? What do they mean by that? What are they? What are they uh, I wonder what they thought." And I'm trying to think what they think, and probably just to throw away account, wouldn't it? But of course, the devil will grab on that, and he will he'll allow us to dwell on it and dwell over it and we meditate instead of meditating on God's will we meditate now we group we have a we think about it and then we let it fall and then we we'll bring it back up like the cow isn't it we'll have another thing about it well dear they and we get more and more angry about something that's probably just nothing to them just a throwaway comment but we've even if it was a, a serious comment it doesn't make any difference is it it's nothing that we should allow to take root that's why he said take captive every thought because that's where the battle is Temptation comes, what do we do with it? What do we do with our thought life? Do we allow ourselves to go down the same route? And you know what, you can see it coming, can't you? You can see things coming in your life sometimes. Stop it straight away. If you've been married, you can see an argument come in from a, from a mile away, can't you? Sometimes you said something, they've said something, oh, here we go. And uh, instead of cutting it up, nipping it in the bud straight away, because you can see it. Keep your mind, your mind, your mind, your fancy, your ideas. Um, that's why we need God's word, because God, the Bible says, God's word is sharp and the treasure is sword. It cuts between what I want to do and what God wants to do, what God's purpose is. That's why we need God's word. So keep yourself from idols. So that's my lifestyle, my life, my lifestyle. What about us as a, as a group of people? Ephesians 4, 1 to 3. As a prisoner for the Lord, then I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. We looked at this the other day. Keeping unity, and in fact, he doesn't just keep, be diligent to preserve it. Now, God gives unity. Um, how does he do that? Well, we, we're, his, we're his children. If he's, if he's our father, we're old family. Um, and so then he gives us some principles. What does he say? Humility, meekness, patience, forbearance. And we looked at those words. One means making allowances for each other's fault. Uh, the other one means putting up with. 
And uh, we, what have we said before? I can't put up with them anymore. Well, the Bible says you've got to put up with them. If, to keep unity it is, 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 is difficult. Now, we've given up on that so often, haven't we? We've given up, and I was talking to someone the other day, and, and we, we get in a fluster over some rubbish, irrelevant things. Now, there's some things we've got to hold fast to. We know that. But other things, nah, not so important. Um, and, of course, ultimately, he says, love, love. And the, the ligament, the peace, the ligament of, and the ligament of reconciliation holds unity together. Keep it. Keep it. Watch over it. Protect it. Why? Because the devil has done more problems inside than out. Isn't it? He's caused more trouble inside than out. Because, again, what do we do? I just said it. We, we dwell on a thought. We dwell on a word. And then we allow it to take effect. So keep the unity. Keep... Uh, the word, but also keep that which God has given you. God has given us, of course, salvation. But he's given you gifts and, and purposes that you only you can do. What did he say to Esther? For the kingdom of such a time as this. Now, watch over those. Careful. Keep them. Uh, 1 Timothy 6, 14-21. I charge you to keep this command without spot or blame until the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ which God will bring about in his own time. God, the blessed and only ruler, the King of kings and Lord of lords, who alone is immortal and who lives in inapproachable light, who no one can, has seen or can see, to him be honour and might forever. Amen. Command those who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant, not to put their hope in wealth, which is so uncertain, but to put their hope in God, who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. Command them to do good, to be rich in good deeds, and to be generous and willing to share. In this way, they will lay up treasures for themselves as a firm foundation for the coming age, so that they may take hold of the life that is truly life. Timothy, guard what has been entrusted to your care. Turn away from godless chatter and the opposing ideas of what is falsely called knowledge which some have professed, and in doing so have departed from the faith. Grace be with you all. Again, keeping his word, keeping God's word, and guarding that which has been entrusted to you. But of course, again, a lot of argument, a bit of debate of what he's entrusted. Well, of course, ultimately, we've been entrusted with the gospel he was, wasn't he? I, I entrusted you with the gospel, Timothy, because I won't preach it. Um, entrusted with his purpose, his gifting, his ministry, his salvation, the gospel... Whatever it is, keep it, guard it. Why? Because that's important. Remember the talents? I buried it. Didn't really want to step out in faith and use it. Didn't want to put myself out uh, to, to multiply it, to, to serve people, to, to serve you, Lord. I just buried it because I thought this, this, and this. He didn't know the Lord. That's what the, the problem. And then he says avoid it. Of course, in the guarding, he tells us how to watch it. Avoid worldly um, Empty, fruitless chatter, worldly, well, that means um, unhallowed, lacks all relations or all affinity to God. Ah, help our speech to be always um, seasoned with salt. Even, you know, even when we're not, um, in a sense, talking about the Lord, we are talking uh, for him in a way that he would. I love the, when they, they came back and they said, they said, wait, wait, why haven't you brought him back? Have you brought him back? The Pharisee said, no one spoke like this man. No one spoke like this man. 
there is a change in not just our demeanor, but our words and our ways. Um, and uh, as I've said before, perfection, not yet. But you know what? Sorry should become right. If you work with people, there will always be a moment where you're like crosswords. Isn't there? Crosswords. That's how it is. You're working with them eight hours a day. If you work a full shift, isn't it? Again, um, eight hours a day. So there's going to be crosswords, without a doubt. But you see, who's the first to apologize? Ah, oh, dear, it wasn't my fault. It doesn't matter. If you've, if you, if even if they've, if they've uh, prodded you and you know, got it out of you, you're the first one to say sorry because you reacted in the wrong way. And uh, you see, that brings again salt and light to the situation. Um, but guard that which God has instruct, in, in, instructed and in, entrusted to you. Oh Lord, what has God entrusted to us? He's given us the gospel. 2 Corinthians 5 says this, you are the ambassadors of the message of reconciliation. Implore people. It, it, the word means beg people if you have to, to be reconciled to God. Oh, help us to have that burden on our hearts. Um, so watch, keep, uh, care over those things and then um, caring about and keeping uh, God's word and of course Paul's testimony was that when 2, 2 Timothy 4 6 to 8 for I am already being poured out of the drink offering and the time has come for my departure I have fought the good fight I have finished the race and I have kept the faith now there is in store for me the crown of righteousness which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day, and not only to me, but also to those who have longed for his appearing. See, that, that, that's the, the beauty. We keep, we watch over the, the most important things, his word, boom, and then into glory to our reward. Uh, not with our head between our, our, our tail because, oh, we didn't do this, we didn't. No, the joy of the Lord, because we kept His word, we've, we've watched it. We've, um, the Old Testament word is, is that where we looked at Shama, where they're guarding it, they're looking over it, they're peering into it with all their, with their, all their might, um, keeping God's word, keeping God's word. And of course, right, again, right through the Bible, uh, Revelation 1 says, Blessed he is he who reads, who hears, who keeps that which is written in God's word. And then at the end of Revelation, he says, blessed is he who keeps this word. Blessed. Uh, let's read that um, lovely verses from Luke. Luke uh, 11, 27, 28. As Jesus was saying these things, a woman in the crowd called out, blessed is the mother who gave you birth and nursed you. He replied, blessed rather are those who hear the word of God and obey it. There's the blessing of God. Why? Because we're keeping his word, which is absolutely mighty, holds us fast. Of course, ultimately, is evidence of love. 1 John, again, he, he ramps that up and says, blessed uh, uh, those who love God, keep his commands, and they are not weighty. They're not burdensome. Why? Because our motivation is love. So whatever God says to us, oh, oh that's going to be tough. But because I love you, because I know you love me, yeah, I'm going, to, I'm going to carry out those commands. And he says, keeping the word um, gives us answer to prayer, but also pleases the Father. In keeping his word, we abide in him. And the Spirit of God testifies with our spirits. Um, uh, keeping his word, we live in truth and we live in him. 
and we won't get deceived. And uh, that's in our last days, when, as we, uh, we talked about the, um, uh, the house of prayer, <coughs> when that's diluted, we're open to deception, really are, and um, a distortion, and ultimately denial of the, of, of, uh, the faith indeed, and what we're here for. So abundant life, if anyone keeps my word, he will never die, bless the Lord. Um, blessedness, if anyone keeps my word and abide in him, answers to prayer, pleasing God, keeping, 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 watching over that which is important. Um, that's why Paul could say, I have kept the faith. The most important thing, faith, dependence in God, on God. Uh, that's what we need to look after. Look after our lives, our lifestyle, and what God has given us. Bless the Lord. Amen. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. To find out more about our church, including our service times, visit www.oakdalechristiancentre.org. Thank you.